Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. How you doing? Hello, everybody. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about knowledge, truth, and all the associated concepts. In a word, we're going to be doing epistemology. That's an interesting, an interesting uh, topic, which I don't think we have explored much during the, um, during the podcast, have we? No, yeah, you're right. I think maybe we kind of sort of touched on some stuff, but we never did it, you know, tackled it directly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the first time that we are tackling this this idea of of knowledge and, and you know um, in a direct way. I think we have danced around it a lot, mm. starting with the first episode, but we never <laughs> digged into it. So where where should we start? Should we start with the with the usual definition? <laughs> what is? <laughs> yeah. So I think if we start with knowledge. And talking about what that maybe is, that'll be good because that'll lead us to a road will, where we will have to then talk about truth, right? It's like... Yeah. So... Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, let's, hopefully. let's talk about... No, hopefully, right? So, <laughs> knowledge, right? This is a word that everyone knows. You hear it since you're a little kid. Um, everyone on a base level has some kind of understanding of what it means when someone says, I know blank, or I don't know blank. And so maybe a good place to start is to think about what is that like everyday conventional understanding of what it means to know something. True. Um, I was thinking that it's interesting that already in the first uh, 30 seconds of this, we moved from the, the name, the noun, knowledge, to the verb to know, right? Mm. Uh, and that is interesting because apparently in order even to understand each other on a very basic level, we need to talk of this thing as a something that we do, right? Verbs are doing words, right? Good point. Uh, uh, so it seems to be something that we do as an activity rather than being a thing. And and uh, I know this is not going in the direction of the common way of thinking of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so That's we'll, philosophy. We'll yeah, well, well, you know what? Let's start with what you just said before, and then. But I just wanted to point out that it seems to be for sure. Immediately, in order for us to understand each other, we need to move towards this idea of to know, right? Of knowing as an activity rather than than just a just a thing. Yeah, I feel like oh, on a side note, that's very Heideggerian of you. So I'm surprised <laughs> with that linguistic thing. Uh, it's it's funny because uh, I have had. Uh, there was a professor, the, my philosophy of science professor in um, <laughs> grad school. And he was like, the way you write and the things that you say, they sound really like Heidegger. I'm like, please don't <laughs> tell me that. I don't want to hear that. That is so um, funny. Uh, but yes, I think I, I think that the distinction is, is important. As for what you were saying before, uh, on a very basic, on a, um, how can we say, the, the layman will think that knowing things means what? 
to understand? Is it the same thing of understanding things? Or does it seem, is it just to acquire some sort of technical ability or some sort of information? Is that what to know something means probably, I would say? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, the first two things that popped into my head uh, were having information and understanding. And I think that probably even though understanding is is closer to what we're going to be looking for at the end of the day i think a lot of people kind of think just having information is knowledge right like you know i open a snapple cap and it says a random fact and you don't understand it but i'm like oh now i know this thing true um and while you were talking uh, and i thought that this this was what you were going to say another thing that i that i see a lot of people uh, so if I would ask them to one of my classes, probably they would say, oh, there are two kinds of knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. There's no what and no how, right? Right, right. So the no what, knowing what is the, the this information thing that we're talking about, and the knowing how is, you know, knowing how to swim or knowing how to cook, having a skill, having acquired some sort of a skill, right? Yeah, I always think of that distinction, um, something like knowing that, is this really base level having information, right? Like, I know that nine times nine is 81. Whereas knowing how, for me, always seems like, I know that nine times nine is 81, but also I know how and why nine times nine is 81. So there's, there's definitely a distinction, yeah. So you're saying that the knowing how goes on some sort of a deeper level uh, than denying that it seems so because because a, a little kid you know could <laughs> run up to you and they just heard something on tv and they're like oh i know that two times two is four and you're like do you know why no <laughs> so it, <laughs> yeah the knowing how seems to be more uh intricate and involve understanding on a, a deeper level uh but i'm wondering though is is there a difference and i think we'll I didn't expect to get into this so soon, but um, <laughs> do you think that the, the knowing uh, the knowing that aspect is any different than than you know I know that there is a God? Is it mm. that different from some sort of um, of a belief that I can have, um, or some sort of a of something that I think I know rather than knowing it? Oh, interesting. I mean, it's definitely the case that people use it that way, right? People will say, I know that two times two is four, and, and that one's a knowing that in the sense we're talking about. But people will also say, like, no, I know that this thing is going to happen, right? I know there is a God, or I know that there is not a God. And that seems to be sometimes not even really knowing that, but more like a strong feeling, right? But they, people, use, uh, people use the word knowing when they say that, right? Yeah, they mean like, like I feel I, it, right, really strongly. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard people saying, like, I know that there are lizard people amongst us. <laughs> right, the, the lizard <laughs> Illuminati. What's his name? David Icke. Yeah. With him. Yeah, yeah. So you, you hear these things like, and... And I'm wondering if, if there is so. At this point, I think that one good question could be, also, kind of asking: Is there such thing as can there be uh, false knowledge or wrong knowledge, 
Or is mm. that an oxymoron? Is it possible to have false knowledge? It seems like the, the one thing I'm thinking is that you could have knowledge that something is false, right? Because that's still true knowledge. It's just a truth about a, a falsehood. Sure. No, that, that is still knowledge, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm wondering, though, if it's possible that you have a knowledge that is not real knowledge, right? Again, if I say I know that there are the lizard Illuminati, do I really know something there, right? Hmm. Is that true knowledge or is that something else? Um, and I'm thinking, and possibly, I mean, going tying this to what we said before, I want to say that it is possible to have false knowledge of, of the kind of of the knowing that. But maybe it's not possible to have a false knowledge of the knowing how. Hmm. Interesting. And again, on a on a very basic level, right? I might be deluded in thinking that I really know that there are the lizard Illuminati. Mm-hmm. But I cannot be deluded into knowing that I can swim because if the moment I go in the water, if I start drowning, I then, you know. Right, right. <laughs> I obviously do not know how to swim. But instead, and it seems pretty evident, especially uh, in this day and age, that no matter what you say to somebody, it's very difficult to convince them yeah. that there are no lizard illuminati or uh other stuff yeah i i mean that's i wonder if you're gonna get any any emails from the lizard illuminati people i i wonder I, right like no i know I, that this is the case i i truly hope we do i always show that in my logic classes some some documentary yeah, about the the lizard stuff um but your question so you're saying is it possible to have false knowledge and you're saying maybe you can have false knowledge about uh, knowing that, uh, but you can't have a, a false knowledge about knowing how. Um, I think, I think I would disagree. Like I think you could have, um, you could not have false knowledge about knowing that, because that would be not knowing that. It'd be thinking that, believing that, and so it seems mm-hmm. like okay, now we've run into this position where there's a di- some distinction between belief and knowledge. And they're not totally distinct, right? Like belief has to be part of knowledge, but sometimes we say things are mere beliefs and not knowledge, hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're saying is, and I agree with you, uh, what we're saying is that if the knowledge is knowledge, pretty much, there cannot be any false knowledge. The problem is that sometimes people call knowledge something that knowledge is not. Yes. Which is probably what I was trying to say when when saying false knowledge, right? Can somebody be under the illusion to know something, so to speak? Definitely. While, uh, but then what's the difference? And it, it's interesting, this, this difference between knowledge and belief, right? And what is the difference there? What would you say is the main difference between the two? Between the two? I know we have the formula, right, of what knowledge is versus belief, but uh, <laughs> the, the little logic uh, formula, right? 
Yeah, that, that's kind of yeah. what I was thinking of. Um, so, yeah, I think there's definitely a kind of concept creep where the word knowledge gets applied to things that shouldn't be in that, you know, circle of knowledge. If you, mm-hmm. We always say if you view concepts as containers, people will put stuff in the container and call it that, but it shouldn't be there. And on this question that what's the difference between knowledge and belief, well, it seems like, I don't know if you agree, but belief is the bigger container. It's, okay. it's, it's the bigger circle. Some beliefs are knowledge. Not all beliefs are knowledge. And so they seem to be uh, distinct categories with belief being the larger category in that all knowledge involves belief, but not all belief involves knowledge. And so the, the difference seems to be that knowledge only encompasses true beliefs. And definitely, right? So what we're saying is, I believe, is that knowledge is a subset of mm. belief, right? Yeah. And specifically the subset of the verified true beliefs, right? That's what knowledge is. Yep. That's the tricky part, right? Uh, and uh, you know what I'm about to ask? How do we do this, though, right? How do we know that beliefs are true and verified? What does that even mean? And again, yeah. I, 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 we, I, I'm assuming we're going to spend a little bit of time on this because it's not exactly an easy thing to do. Uh, because it seems that the argument for this thing seems to be circular to me every time I talk about this thing. Mm. Kind of truth implies knowledge, knowledge implies truth, uh, verification implies truth and knowledge, and mm. vice versa, right? Yeah. What, so, first of all, I think, what does it mean that a belief is, I don't know, which one is the easiest one, verified or true? <laughs> I think I think truth is the more, like, the one we have to talk about first because verification i think only makes sense uh in like relative to truth so maybe let's start there yeah so what does it mean that that belief is true well okay so this is <laughs> something i feel like i spend a lot of time talking about in all of my classes and one because it's just important right you should know what this thing means in the same way you should know what all basic philosophical concepts are but also because there is so much pushback against mm-hmm. this concept of truth, right? There's almost like Absolutely. like people are in this stage of culture where there is no truth, right? So there's this pushback, and we can get into that later. But on a base level, I think the simple way to understand truth is in terms of a correspondence, right? This is the basic idea. The idea is that I make a claim. Right, and we know that a claim is um, an utterance that has a truth value, aka is capable of being true or false. And if that claim corresponds, aka matches up with reality, right, a state of affairs happening in actuality, then we mm-hmm. say it's true. But if it if the claim does not match up with what is actual, right, with that state of affairs in reality then we say it's false. So, for example, if we said, right now we are recording a podcast, that would be true because the, the linguistic utterance matches the thing that's happening. But if mm-hmm. we were to say, right now we are not recording a podcast, 
that's false right because it doesn't match up with actuality um so well definitely this is the, the 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 as you said the basic correspondence theory of truth right which is the one that uh it's been um, employed in different ways since the greeks i would say right socrates seems to think something similar to that with some variations maybe but um i'm wondering though so when we talk about this correspondence i think there are two things that uh, need to be noted first of all that this concept of truth comes into play if and only if we have um, a being making a claim about the world right yes so the truth is not which sometimes is confusing uh the truth is not a fact of the world, Wittgenstein would say, right? It's not a fact of the world, but it's rather uh, a cultural fact, right? Mm. Uh, I know that this, um, this, this, again, this word cultural has a lot of baggage with it, but I don't mean by that that we invent it. Uh, in every culture has its own version of the truth. This might be true or false, but this is a different story, right? What I'm saying is that human beings in this case, and are the ones that the only ones that make these claims yes we don't seem to at least we don't know if other animals do but uh let's stick with the fact that we are the only ones right now eventually we can we can we can talk about uh the possible the other possibilities later but i'm saying so it seems to be not a fact of the world but a fact of that that is born within the relationship between the human being and the world which i think is very important uh, and it is important because then when we search for the truth, um, we have to understand that we don't have to simply go and look for it outside because we won't find it. But we need to put ourselves in this relationship. Mm. We cannot look at it as, uh, as something that is, again, a natural thing, but it's rather this relationship that we have with the world. And I think that's fundamental. But yeah. if that's true then knowledge again is not a fact of the world as well right yes so it seems like there's an important distinction we're getting at here because to say that knowledge exists only within human minds it, this is this is what nietzsche said right like the opening lines of on truth and lies he says you know on a faraway exactly star <laughs> distant galaxy these clever beasts invented knowledge right and this is how do, I, how do I put this? Like, when you say that, it sounds more radical than it is, I think, because it could be interpreted in a more radical, dangerous sense. And, and that's not what you mean, and I know it's not what I mean. Because no, when someone says that truth isn't um, in reality apart from humans, you could think or be misled to believe that that means that there is no reality, right? There is no actuality. And that's not the case. It just means no. that w the truth and the actual are different things. And the actual is there. Yes. And truth is in statements about what is actual. I like to think, um, I, I agree with you, and I like to think of this distinction as a distinction that there is between a landscape and a painting of a landscape. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right? So reality is the landscape and then knowledge, let's say, or, you know, truth 
we have truth when the painting that I make or what's outside, it's faithful to what is outside. When mm. it's representing what really is out there. And it's false when it's not faithful to it. Now, I like this metaphor for a couple of reasons because I think that just like uh, just like a painting, knowledge and truth, in this case, we're talking about truth, has some, how can we call it, specific traits that are proper only of the representation of reality. Mm. And this, which is, I don't know, think about that, you know, if I am painting the grass that's outside, the grass is made of some material, but instead... The grass that I'm that I am painting is made of a different material, right? Uh, the the painting is always uh, limited by a frame that doesn't exist, for example, on the in the outside world. And all those things are important because they give us the. And I know your worry there. The, the worry is that what we're saying is can be interpreted as there is not reality; everything is relative. Not what we're saying, but I think that it is important also to to highlight the fact that. Yes, there is a reality, but this thing that we call knowledge and this thing that we call truth, again, it is a trait that is specific of human beings, and it carries traits that are specific of human beings. There are limitations. We are not, we know, for example, for a fact, I want to say, that we are not representing, we don't know if we're representing the outside exactly the way it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Kant himself, right? Yeah. Who, who knows? And I think that uh, that this is why then Nietzsche gets to say, well, we just invented these things. We invent knowledge as, um, and I think he has, he's kind of right when he says this thing because when we move away from this, this with the from the concept of truth in itself, and we start putting it this truths into a system that we call knowledge, then there are choices that are made, right? Uh, various choices that are made um, so I think um, um, I think that there is like there is a there's a difference that needs to be made right there so I think that's right um, and I agree with what you're saying and it's interesting to say that knowledge and truth are not reality but they are about reality and we determine whether they're existent based on the accuracy of, of their depiction, right? Like how accurate the painting is, you're saying. Um, and it's interesting because in, in Untruth and Lies, Nietzsche actually, he says that everything is a one step removed from reality. So like there's, there's what's actual and then there's our perception right our sense perception of reality and that's a metaphor he says because it's a it's a representation of the thing that's different from the thing itself and then there's a mental image which is like a metaphor of the sense metaphor of actuality right and then there's language which is like a metaphor of a metaphor of a metaphor and then he goes down this whole line to say like you know, by by the time we're talking about knowledge, we're so disconnected from actuality. But it's interesting to note that he doesn't make the same treat, treatment of truth, right? He'll say our knowledge is not about what's true, 
but there is a truth. So I feel like even in his piece, he makes this interesting distinction. But for our purposes, I think just the important idea is that to say that knowledge and or truth is not itself actuality or reality is not to say that there is no reality and that they have no bearing to reality and that you know anything goes because everything's relative right that's not what that means no absolutely and i think that nietzsche gets a bad rap because of that yeah, uh, and yeah. and again oh what is that there's no original there's no mm. uh, and all these things which are things that that he actually uh he actually says i'm not saying that he doesn't um uh, but uh I think that there is a meaning there. And again, the fact that he doesn't deny the existence of reality, but just saying that we are just removed from it, and the same thing goes with truth, um, I think that's very important because it seems to to kind of shut the door towards the idea that there is no reality, it's all in our head, right? It's not this Mm. uh, absolute idealism, we would say, that reality is just just this thing that we superimpose that doesn't exist Mm. in itself. And I don't think... I don't know how we can make that argument i have no idea um how to 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 justify that in my head I, I'm, we should ask hegel but we won't do yeah, that you, it seems like you have to assume too much yes yes but at the same time again i don't want to go the other extreme i think that uh, the thing that we call knowledge and the thing so the way not the truth but the way we establish the truth it might be even more cultural and it might be mm. uh, it might be not uh, we're going to use words that we need to define but objective right oh uh, good yeah it, it might it might not be the way we, in which we establish truth it might not be uh, absolute and even more again this thing that we call knowledge because it's defined through the truth it's even again with Nietzsche more removed and there is even more arbitrariness uh, there, right? And then, even more removed, there's these things that we call <laughs> systems of knowledge, right? Which mm, can be yeah. medicine, philosophy, uh, um, I don't know, cuisine, or whatever we want to we want to call it, uh, science, uh, and so on. Exactly, all these things are even more arbitrarily defined because of the way in which we define them are even more cultural. I want to say. So this is why we have Chinese medicine and Western medicine. Uh, and and we understand what these things are. And we can kind of, and this is why we had the physics, uh, the Aristotelian physics and uh, the Newtonian physics and, mm. uh, and, and quantum physics, right? And we are able to understand uh, that even though they both, they, all these things speak about reality, they define reality differently because they carve the world differently, right? Mm-hmm. And even what is accepted in each one of these systems of knowledge is not accepted based on an objective way, but is accepted because certain things uh, follow certain guidelines that are established more or less arbitrarily. Uh, and the same, and again, by arbitrarily, I don't mean that they have absolutely no grounding, but you know, they, they follow certain rules that are not found in the universe so to speak but they are yeah. created and this is i this is like a nuanced metaphysical point right like you're making interesting distinctions that when you think about it there's a there's a good case for right mm-hmm. um 
the the potential danger is like we were saying just when you in- interpret this in a really sloppy way and this is what a lot of people do when they f- when they first hear this thing so i was saying earlier when i introduced the concept of truth people are like well truth is just what you believe i'm like no nope. <laughs> that's not true and they're like well how can you tell me that that's not true like you know isn't it my truth and we have to have this whole conversation about how my truth at best you're using a definition of truth that is not the same as what we're talking about and at worst it's just nonsense absolutely and to explain this point right because because you take it when you first get introduced to this stuff because you because it sounds deep right it sounds deep (laughs) and also if here's the irony if it is true that there is no truth right um then it kind of absolves you of having to be right, right? Or like, like any, you could say anything and no one can criticize you. So that's not good. And the example I always use is, okay, that's not true, right? That claim that, that it's just totally subjective. And I don't think you actually believe it. Right? I just think you're saying it. And here's how I know that. The first thing I say is, okay, let's say I told you that I believe that every time I teach a class, there's a little leprechaun in the corner of the room that's just doing something weird, like eating forks, something crazy. Is that true? And they say, well, it's your belief. And I'm like, no, it, it's not true. <laughs> and then I say, okay, here's a more important one practically. Let's say I accuse you of committing a crime. I say, hey, um, Bob, you know, I think I saw you in my apartment last night, and actually you came in and stabbed me. And you took all of my stuff, and you assaulted me. And Bob says, no, I didn't. And I say, well, well, no, I believe it, so it's true, so I get a right to put you in jail. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, and I'm like, exactly, right? You can't just say whatever you believe is true because that, would, that results in this crazy, chaotic, uh, authoritarian culture, you know? Absolutely, and I, I am super surprised about the fact that there are even people that they're not our students, but our students have never thought about these things most of the time. This is the first time they're confronted with this and they go with the default of their generation, right? This cool thing to say that there is no truth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people that have studied, people that are that, that, that believe uh, that and they believe that there are philosophers that seriously say uh, this thing. And I, uh, you've heard me on multiple occasions defending postmodernity, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there are uh, some colleagues that believe that this postmoderns like Foucault or Derrida or, uh, or Deleuze, that they believe that these people are going, you know, doing away with reality. Mm. They're not. They're not doing away with truth either. They're not doing away with knowledge. They're just doing in a. They do it in a much cooler and better way of what I did before. But they're exactly <laughs> making that point, right? They're making exactly the point that those things are different and there are they are human endeavors, right? They're not that far off from Nietzsche. I always mm. say that postmodernity is starts with Nietzsche probably, and Nietzsche is the the forefather of all this whole thing. Um Nietzsche is this strange figure that's in between postmodernism and existentialism, mm. uh, in my mind. But again, none of these people thought that you can accuse somebody of something that they haven't done, as to, to use your example, right? And that's okay. 
now these people will say, oh, we should live in a post-truth or post-factual era, right? Mm. They wouldn't think anything like this. And again, uh, probably the way they write or the fact that certain things are taken out of context make people believe that, but this is not, this is just not the way in which things should be. Uh, but I don't know. I, again, I am always surprised when, when this happens. When, when people yeah, agreed. It. It's like, you remember uh, we had a conversation a few months ago when we did the existentialism stuff, and then you were saying part of the reason that that you aren't a big fan of Sartre was because there was some kind of like ideological push or bias Absolutely. in his philosophy, right? Yeah. I think that that kind of stuff happens with the, the postmodern stuff. And if not in the postmodern people directly, in people who have subsequently written about them. So Absolutely. I think you're right that these people weren't as, as sloppy um, as they're made out to be, right? These people are like very uh, nuanced thinkers, but it seems like it's more like, oh, people who weren't as nuanced of thinkers used those philosophies incorrectly because they have some ideological agenda. That, that seems to be the case. To me, it's the equivalent of saying that Nietzsche is a Nazi because the Nazis used his ideology. So it's the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's a it's good the, point. It is the same kind of, of, of situation. Uh, I, I know we still have a ton of things to talk about, uh, but at the same time, I think that we can probably wrap this up right now and then we go back talking more about knowledge i guess yeah so we did some stuff about truth we got the basics maybe in next episode we'll talk about verification and how okay. that relates <laughs> to knowledge and yes. maybe some other weird problems that adding verification to the list still doesn't solve okay all right Sounds see you guys good. around see you guys mm -hmm.